following program is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. UGA Football News presents today's sports report with Matthew Hall. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. Today's sports report is brought to you by Happy Sewing and Quilting, offering products that will help you show your bulldog pride. Hall Shots Photography, going above and beyond to provide pristine and professional photography for all of life's greatest moments, plus many other fine sponsors. And now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. Well, it's good to have you guys with us uh, here on today's sports report with Matthew Hall. It's uh, good to be with you on a Thursday evening. Hope you're having a good and super and fantabulous day today. We are coming to you live here on a a Thursday night. Uh, Hope you had a good, good Thursday and ready for Friday. And of course, you all know uh, what that means. Here comes the weekend. Oh, I can't wait until the weekend comes in September when uh, the Bulldogs will be taking on the Clemson Tigers in the first game of the season. And we're looking very much forward to that. Only, what, five months away (laughs) or something like that. We'll go through uh, uh, the spring drills for uh, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs and then the spring game. And uh, then those, those long summer workouts for the guys will come into play. And then eventually, hey, uh, it'll be September before you know it. But let's don't wish our life away. Let's enjoy uh, the life uh, that we have right now. It's good to have you with us today. I'm Chris Hall, the the, uh, host of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Matthew Hall is on assignment. I had to tell you where the dude is. I mean, you know, seriously, life sometimes is not exactly fair when you're back working in the trenches and somebody is on the beach. You know what I mean? And uh, let's have a couple of some things out of our stack of stuff. Uh, You know, uh, Rush Limbaugh is one of my heroes, and he used to talk about on his program a stack of stuff. Uh, So in his honor, we're going to call it the same thing. Uh, Out of our stack of stuff uh, having to do with the uh, University of Georgia, it's kind of interesting. ESPN, of course, is trying to fill in some time on their many platforms. Uh, and, and, you know, they, of course, they cover sports of all kinds, but a lot of those guys really love college football. And, of course, ESPN covers uh, college football. And uh, and so there's a lot of off-season talk going on right now about, well, who's going to be number one next year? And who's going to, you know, who, who's going to be dominant in uh, college football? And uh, ESPN, they do, a, you know, a good job, a, a, you know, a good job. Uh, Kirk Herbstreak and his physicality, uh, of course, uh, you know, kind of drives you nuts. But ESPN does a good job in covering uh, college football. Uh, SEC Network college football analyst Cole Kublik. Cole Kublik is going to release his preseason 25, top 25 coming out soon. And he's giving a hint. He was on uh, the uh, Fonbine uh, show, Paul Fonbine uh, show the other day. Every hint, he said, Paul, I really love Georgia. I love what they have offensively. Defensively, cornerbacks give me a little, you know, pause. Uh, secondary give me, gives me a little pause. But other than that, he says Georgia is loaded. And he's hinting that he will have Georgia as the number one team in the nation. Uh, of course, you know, he hadn't put his top 25 out yet. Uh, this is an SEC Network college football analyst. Uh, he says uh, it, it's going to be released soon. He said, I may have Georgia sitting at number one. Of course, we want Georgia at number one 
when the whole shooting match is over. But, uh, you know, Georgia is getting some props. Uh, Generally, they're in the top five of almost all of the preseason polls. However, there's another ESPN analyst, Elle Duncan. Uh, She's a, a, a wonderful young lady, actually from Georgia, lives in Georgia. She says she's not buying it. She says the Bulldogs have let her down so many times with such great promise entering to the season. And then kabloom, you know, Georgia will get oh so close and tease the fans. And then something will happen and Georgia won't quite get there. So uh, L. Duncan is not quite on board with the University of Georgia. And uh, so it's kind of interesting if you, uh, you know, uh, want to, peruse around a little bit on uh, the uh, ESPN platforms. You can find all of this kind of interesting stuff coming from uh, the folks at ESPN. So some of those guys are high on the Bulldogs. Some of them, eh, not not so much. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Of course, here at today's Sports Report, we're pretty high on the Bulldogs. We're ready for Bulldog Nation to to get underway. By the way, the basketball team's playing pretty good as well. And uh, they may make the NCAA tournament. Um, Who knows? We'll, We'll see. Uh, By the way, if you want to drop a comment, you can do so. We'll read your comment and talk about what you want to talk about. And if you do want to call us, our lines are open, as they say in the biz, at 803-621-0775. We're live on a Thursday night talking about college uh, football. And uh, I know it's the offseason. Hey, the Braves are are cranking it up. And, of course, here at today's Sports Report, we're big uh, Bulldog fans, but we're also big Braves fans as well. So go get them, Bravos. It's going to be a tough uh, division they're in. The National League Eastern Division is stacked. All of those teams in that division have uh, made upgrades over the offseason. It's it's going to be tough uh, for the Braves to um, to get there. So, uh, yeah, Trip, we had a little uh, phone issue. Trip says, hey, did I accidentally hang up or did something happen? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the button was pushed. They shouldn't have been pushed, uh, Trip. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll try to get back to you, buddy. Okay. Uh, so, again, if you want to call, and I'm, I'm the board guy tonight, you know. We, our, our, our Matthew Hall is gone to the beach. And uh, the, the uh, you know, other folks, uh, well, uh, the, our, our board operator, he's absconded himself away. But anyway, we're going to take care of it. Uh, also... Let's see, uh, Georgia Athletic Director Josh Brooks. You know, he's the new athletic director for the University of Georgia. Uh, He says that uh, Georgia is planning on having a full stadium for all of the games this year. Uh, He reiterated that the Bulldogs are planning to have, uh, you know, Sanford Stadium full of uh, all of the... uh, All right, hang on. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even turn that thing down. Hello, who's this? Uh, hang on just a minute here. Okay, the board operator's got to get the right thing. Hey, who's this? This is uh, this is Matthew Hall. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, hey, Matthew. Somebody's been talking about you. Were your ears burning? Mm, no. No? Not really. Okay. All right. Well, you know, our, our yeah. good buddy Tripp called in, and I had to break the news okay. to him. I had to break the news to him that, uh, you know, you were in a sunnier location than we are at. And I think he's yep. a little. I think he's a little jealous. So you you owe him a call. Uh, you you have to give him a I call. Got you. Yeah. So I, I got so, you. Well, Trip is a Trip is our great. You know, he's a great uh, friend, great fan, great person. Yeah. And so you know, uh, 
definitely will give him a call. And we love Trip, love Trip, and support him a hundred percent. And you know, I know he's uh he's kind of torn uh, uh, as a football fan with the LSU connection with his family. So, yeah. uh, but he still, you know, he still is a Georgia fan uh, as well. So we, you know, love Trip to death. Glad he called in. Yeah, LSU is. Uh, I was sneaky, uh, taking a sneak peek at recruiting for 2022, and LSU is stacking it up. Uh, you know, we'll talk a little later on about the uh, states that have the highest number of uh, quality recruits. LSU, uh, Louisiana's right up there, and boy, LSU is cleaning up in their home state. So, ah, Trip may have a, a good time again. LSU down last year, but hey, they they may come uh, bouncing back. So. How is everything in the uh, sunshine state? I assume the sun is shining, but not quite warm down there, is it? It's it's a little cool. Well, well a little, little chilly down here today, uh, um, you know, in the state of Florida. I mean, it, I won't lie, it was a beautiful day. I mean, and, uh, I know it was a beautiful day there in Georgia as well, but it was a beautiful day coming in to Florida and being able to see the water and see the ocean um, with, you know, literally zero clouds in the sky today. Um, you know, at the time I got here, and so the sunset was just, uh, you know, I got here right, right, you know, not too long before sunset. So I got to see, you know, I got to see some art, some artwork for God today, yeah. you know, from it. So it was, uh, it was nice to see, and and uh, it is a tad chilly though. It's not, uh, or this evening it is it rather. I mean, it's not, um, it's not hot, of course. Yeah, it's, it's not. You know, it's it's not one of those. Hey, let's go out and lay on the beach kind of days. I know. Uh, down in Florida, but uh, Matthew has a good friend down there, and he invited him down, and there you go. So, uh, a, a few days off on vacation. Uh, anything you want to talk about tonight, Matthew, as far as the University of Georgia is concerned? We were talking about the G-Day game. Uh, the uh, Apparently, uh, the uh, uh, athletic director, Josh Brooks, says that the uh, for the for for the season, not for G Day game, but for the season, they're expecting full stadiums. That's why they're planning on anyway. Uh, but they have uh, yeah. they do have some uh, attendance uh, limitations for the G Day game. Uh, Ten dollars uh, for a ticket for those who are, I guess who are eligible to go, uh, which usually it's a free game at uh, Ten dollars a ticket, and they have attendance measures and things uh, like that. So. Uh, but, right. but uh, boy, I sure hope uh, Sanford Stadium is a rocking and a rolling uh, when uh, the season comes around, don't you? Uh, I most certainly do. I, I, I believe that's what you're, you know, I've already, I've already seen, you know, several other uh, clubs out there, um, you know, that have made that decision to have full capacity. And so uh, I most certainly hope that the University of Georgia doesn't take that measure. Um you know, and have a packed house when when the dogs take the field. I mean, I think I think it's important um, in the you know in the upcoming seasons to have fans in the stands um, and get back to you know get back to some sense of you know I know I understand that we have COVID, but uh, there also has to be a time where where you just have to deal with what's there and and um, just you know use the proper. Um, Things that have been told uh, to us to use in terms of hygiene and, and distancing and washing, you know, washing your hands, wearing masks, things of that nature. Um, but I, I do hope we see a full pack stadium. I think it's, uh, I think it would be important and it would play uh, into the, you know, the success that Georgia would have in the coming season. 
Yeah, and uh, our SEC commissioner, uh, God bless his soul, has said that uh, he, uh, you know, the teams are planning on having their their schedules without canceled games. And boy, that would be a blessing. Uh, it's, it's back to, uh, you know, the schedule as usual, scheduling a lot of SEC teams, as well as teams out of conference, and Georgia has several of those. Just a normal college football season with all of the pop circumstances, uh, circumstance, uh, the crowd noise, the bands, all of the uh, stuff that goes along with it that makes college football so special. That's what we're hoping for. And uh, that's what we're, uh, that's certainly what we're praying for. Uh, the Georgia football season opens September 4th. It seems so far away, but not really. Yeah, you think about it. It's either four or five months, something like that. Uh, September 4th, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, against Clemson, uh, it's it's one of those games is already yeah. being billed the game of the year. Two top five teams meeting in the first game of the season, and uh, it's in Clemson. Right. It's in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, I tell you, it's it's going to be cool. Uh, that's <laughs> man, I'm already got the heebie-jeebies over this game. I you know, yeah, uh, Clemson's yeah, I mean, loading up. Georgia's loading up. Should be good, shouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's a, and you know, now we we spoke about this last time. Um, you know, I mean, it is a crucial game, uh, game, especially with it being game one. Um, I think it's critical for Georgia, you know, to to take, you know, to come out strong and then have a victory in this game. I mean, it's you know, I don't believe it's going to be. Uh, uh, we show up with warm bodies on the field and and uh, you know, boom, it's a victory. Um, because Clemson is not going to show up in game one, uh, you know, against the top five opponent ready to lose either. So, uh, Georgia's going to have to play a great game. And, um, you know, but I do believe it's more important for Georgia to win this game uh, than it is for Clemson to to win it. And uh, that, in my own personal opinion. Uh, in terms of how the season plays out. And uh, so I do hope that, that the dogs will be prepared. But there is a lot of hype around the game, and uh, surely there will be a whole lot more as we draw closer to September. I mean, I know it does. Like you said, it seems far away. I mean, we're already in March. Um, September is not far away at all. Um, it'll be here before you know it. And uh, we'll either have a team that's ready uh, the, you know, on that day, uh, that's prepared. That's, you know, uh, gone through the practices and, and gone through uh, the things that Kirby Smart and the coaching staff, you know, uh, uh, put them through. You know, to prepare them, you either have a prepared team that day, or or you have a team that's not prepared. And and, and preparation for this game is uh, for for game one. In this is, I believe, it's probably the most crucial game one in a very long time for Georgia. Yeah, it's a it's a neutral site game, which, uh, you know, that's that's a good thing. I, I You know, you'd rather have it in Athens, but, of course, it's a neutral site game, one of those early season kind of bowl game kind of thing. So should be uh, should be interesting. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, okay, uh, just looking quickly at the schedule, Clemson, September 4th, a win in Charlotte, keeps Georgia in the top five. Opens the door possibly to a playoff bid, even without an SEC championship game win. That's why you're talking about it being important for Georgia. If Georgia happens to lose uh, to uh, Clemson, that means they probably are going to have to run the table and beat probably, probably Alabama 
in the SEC championship game to get into the playoffs. Of course, you don't know. That's just speculation. Uh, so uh, for Clemson, they're playing yeah, in the yeah. ACC, and there's not much there after Georgia, you know, so they should be all right. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, and that's the you know going back to what I was what I was talking to about being important for Georgia. I mean, Georgia has a you know uh, I will say a more favorable schedule this season than they have uh, had um, in a while. And um, uh, in my own personal opinion, and I think that that that's that's a good thing for Georgia. But uh, game one, it's a you know it's a little bit different with Clemson, and um, I do believe it's it's. You know, I mean, here's the problem. Georgia has to play SEC teams yeah. after this game. And uh, Clemson basically goes to play cupcakes, you know, the rest yeah. of the season. And, yeah. and, and I mean, and, I, and no, no, you know, I don't mean that in any, in any offensive way towards the uh, ACC. But if you look at the, the teams that are there and you look at their records and you look at, you know, what's going on with them, I mean, it's, yeah, there's no question uh, that that the SEC is far more uh, formidable, uh, you know, conference, and and the teams you have to play are a lot harder to play than than what Clemson will face in the ACC. I mean, and anyone who don't you know who would want to argue with that, I, I I don't think you have much of an argument. And that's where the real issue is for Georgia and Game One being so critical for them. Yeah, and it, 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 probably for Clemson, it'll be Miami, uh, Florida, that will be their toughest uh, toughest competition after that, uh, you know, particular game. So, I don't know. But Clemson has a way sometimes of making uh, games closer than they should be. Running down the other uh, teams on the schedule for Georgia, uh, the next game, September 11th, UAB, University of Alabama at Birmingham. The Bla- uh, Blazers have 17 starters coming uh, back from a conference USA title team. Uh, so, you know, they'll they'll be pretty good for their particular conference. And it'll be a game, of course, that Georgia, you got to watch out for these guys. These guys yeah, like I mean, UAB. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and, and it's like I, and it's like I always said, you know, like I've always said, and, and I believe that this is more true now than it has ever been before. Uh, it doesn't matter who your opponent is, what conference they're in, um, what the expectations of the game are. Are prior to uh, the game ensuing. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, any team can lose on any given Saturday. Yeah. And they, to any other team from from any other conference. Yeah. And that's 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 the thing. I mean, you know, here's the problem with teams like UAB, and and, and you get Georgia playing teams like this. I mean, they just show up and uh, lackadaisical at times in games like this, thinking that you know we'll show up in a warm body and boom, it's an automatic victory. And while UAB may not be, uh, you know, in the same league as the University of Georgia, uh, they're not going to just show up and and, and play. So you, you, here's what I'm saying: you could have some trap games in there, uh, and one of the, you know the trap part of the part of the scheme of the trap game coming about uh, is, is Georgia underestimating an opponent, and uh, you know I believe that Kirby needs to uh, instill the fact that. Uh, you're zero, you know, uh, every game that you play, your record is zero, zero. Yeah, and I think, I think that's his approach and uh, the approach of the uh, yeah. of the coaching staff. They do a good job. Uh, after UAB, it'll be South Carolina. 
September 18th. Shane Beamer, of course, is the new head coach for the University of South Carolina. Should be an interesting game. Then uh, Georgia will travel to Vanderbilt. Uh, the Commodores may show up for this game. They didn't show up for the game last year against Georgia, but you can expect Kirby Smart to remember that uh, Vanderbilt did not show up for their game against Georgia. Then Arkansas uh, will be at uh, Sanford Stadium, and then uh, Georgia will be traveling to Auburn with their new coach, uh, Brian Harrison. Um, pretty good hire. Uh, Mike Bobo is there. Derek Mason, former head coach at uh, Vanderbilt, he's there as well. You know, this Auburn game could very well be the toughest SEC matchup uh, that uh, Georgia yeah. will face on, on the schedule. It, it could be a pretty tough game, yeah. especially in Auburn. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, Georgia going to Auburn. I mean, we've seen it before. You look back uh, just not long ago, Jake Fromm and the University of Georgia show up. They show up to Auburn. Auburn fans show up at house. Um, and it made a big difference in that ball game in Georgia. Georgia got cooperative. Now, I mean, that being said, uh, I understand that, you know, the SEC championship came back and Georgia got that sweet revenge, you know, uh, in that season. But uh, Auburn is a team that can, no matter what they're, it doesn't matter what they did this past season. You know, they got they got some new hires, they got some, and, and these guys are, are veteran coaches. And, and they're going to understand the game. And so Auburn is, uh, in my opinion, uh, possibly, you know, one of the definitely top three toughest games on the schedule without a shadow of a doubt. It's, uh, um, it'll be a tough game. It'll be tough. Yeah, yeah, Auburn has picked up some players out of the, out of the portal, <laughs> a lot of them from Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee has lost yeah. a tremendous number of players to the transfer portal with all of the stuff going on up there. After Georgia plays in Auburn, they'll take on Kentucky. Uh, and Kentucky, you know, if they can get them a quarterback uh, at, at Kentucky, they, they'll be a challenge. And then uh, Georgia will play Florida, of course. Um, the Gators beat Georgia last year, but boy, uh, you know, the Gators offense, uh, you just can't expect it to be as good as it was last year under Trask. Don't know what really what yes, Florida is going to bring to the field. Missouri then will come to uh, Georgia. Um, Missouri, I mean, it's a pretty good ball club. Uh, they have quarterback uh, Connor Basilak back, a strong receiving core. They do have a new defensive coordinator. They lost uh, Nick Bolton, uh, the one of, one of their uh, stars. But Missouri, up-and-coming team, and that'll be in Athens, and that'll be a tough one. Then the uh, Bulldogs will travel to Tennessee, and uh, Josh Heupel now is the head coach at the University of Tennessee. Harrison Bailey is now the uh, starting quarterback for Tennessee. Highly recruited, highly thought of, five-star quarterback. And so maybe they can build around uh, down around Harrison Bailey. And then Georgia will take on Charleston Southern, uh, which lost to South Carolina last year, 72 to 10. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, by the way, by the way, if you want to see some college football, you know college football is being played right now. Uh, the Big South FSC schools are playing a four-game spring schedule, uh, actually starting March 13th. Not going on right now, but uh, the the you know those F uh, the uh, Big South did not play last year, and so they're having a four-game spring schedule, opening uh, March 13th. 
and uh, Charleston uh, Southern will be taking on Kennesaw, uh, Kennesaw State, rather. And so they'll have, uh, you know, that short season, and then they'll be in the regular season. And then after Charleston right. Sub, uh, Southern, Georgia gets back to whooping up on Georgia Tech. So what do you think yeah. about that game? They'll be traveling. <laughs> they'll be traveling to Atlanta. Oh, boy. Uh, so uh, Georgia, you know, Tech didn't play last year. So it's time to get back at the yeah. uh, good old, uh, you know, brotherly love-hate game, right? Yeah, clean old-fashioned hate. I mean, no more, you know, I mean, you got to play Florida in here, I know. Uh, as well, but as one of the most hated opponents, but no doubt Georgia Tech, uh, you know, definitely a hated opponent for the University of Georgia. And like I said, you know, you mentioned Missouri and you mentioned some of these other teams in there. I mean, none of these teams can be, Georgia cannot take any of these teams lightly going into this season. Um, if, if they, you know, I think that's, I think that's the most critical thing is every week, you know, your mindset is you're a zero zero for that week. And that's what the season, you know, hey, your whole season hinges on this game. And that's, you know, no matter if you're playing UAB or you're playing Auburn, that should be the mindset uh, each week. I think uh, Georgia has that mindset and they play uh, up to their potential. JT Daniels, along with the receiver core that we have now, I think will only be better. Um you know, I mean, I look for Georgia to really, if they're focused, and, and, and you know, just like they wrote, just like they posted on social media, JT Daniels posted it, you know, the night that we uh, defeated uh, Cincinnati in the dramatic win. You know, he posted a picture of himself walking back into the tunnel with his uniform on, and the quote is unfinished business. And several players have posted um, posts like that. So, you know, the desire, of course, to get that national championship. And I believe that J.T. Daniels, uh, um, he's the kind of quarterback that could get you there. And, uh, you know, we'll just uh, have great expectations for Georgia in the coming year. Yeah, and uh, one of the uh, ESPN writers, I've been kind of perusing uh, their their uh, college sports writers, uh, made a big splash with an article uh, either today or yesterday talking about Al J.T. Daniels could be this year's Mac Jones coming out of nowhere to really have a fantastic season, and that's what we're looking for. Also, uh, we we checked with our good guys, our good friends at uh, 247 Sports. Rusty Manziel, of course, was on our program a couple of weeks back, and uh, they they took this formula. They 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 took this formula, and they uh, went around the country and they identified the states that have the best crop of football players for the 2022 class, uh, the upcoming recruiting class. Uh, they, they did a formula where five stars, four stars, and, you know, top 100 players and that kind of thing. Kind of a complicated thing, but they did this formula and here are the top 10 states that have the best crop of football players, high school football players for the 2022 class. Number 10 is North Carolina. And uh, North Carolina, a, a, a pretty good uh, bumper crop of four-star uh, football players. Then Ohio, perennially, uh, you know, Ohio has a pretty good, uh, pretty good recruiting area. Pennsylvania. Then number seven is Virginia. Kind of interesting. Number six on that list that they had was the state of Alabama. And uh, number five, Louisiana. Louisiana. In fact, apparently has more five-star players than any other state. And according to uh, the folks at uh, 247 Sports, 
uh, you know, Louisiana is mopping up. Uh, the LSU is mopping up with their hometown boys. And so, uh, you know, that's, that bodes well for a trip block and and the uh, Tigers. Yeah. And then number four, <laughs> the number four state is California. Number three is Georgia. And number two is Florida. And then the number one state uh, for the best crop of football players in the 2022 class, according to uh, 247 Sports, is Texas. And uh, Texas, you know, they're always a big recruiting uh, area. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of schools in Texas, but, you know, people, uh, schools, even Georgia comes from way out yonder to come and get players out of Texas. We got Big Bear committed, so I hope we can hang on to it. Yeah. Be kind of interesting, you know, kind of interesting. Georgia, Florida, Texas, the top three. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think they're pretty spot on with that. I mean, you know, they do a great job. Russell Manziel, you know, um, absolutely does. You know, him and the guys over there, Jake Rowe, who covers the Georgia uh, Bulldogs, um, you know, area for 247 sports. I mean, they just do, you know, a fantastic job, uh, especially on the recruiting. I mean, they're just really top-notch. And, and in my opinion, they're the, uh, you know, uh, Top three, you know, re, 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 I mean, you got several, you got a bunch of different recruiting services out there, but 247 Sports really has uh, stepped their game up uh, and has really grown. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the name, the name and the brand. And uh, and so to me, it sounds pretty, pretty spot on in terms of uh, that assessment of the top three. Yeah, well, players. I mean, Georgia, Georgia has a great crop. Don't, don't get me wrong, Florida always has. Uh, uh, you know, a fantastic um, core of, of football talent uh, coming out of that state, and uh, it's no it's no surprise that Texas would be in there. I mean, Texas, of course, biggest state. I mean, um, you're going to have the ability, and you know, with the growth of football and these kids today, and, and their desire to be to play college football and things things like that. I mean, you know, these you know, in that state, I mean, you just have so many kids. Yeah. And a lot of them have that mindset that, hey, you know, I'm going to play college football. And then boom, all of a sudden, several years down the road, you know, you have a, a, a crop of literally five stars everywhere. Yeah. And and that's really, you know, and, and and so I could I agree with that assessment from uh, from Rusty Manziel and Jake Rowe and, and 247 Sports for sure. And, of course, we can't leave out our good friend Mike Farrell at uh, Rivals.com. He's the TikTok right. dancer. You know, I did. They, he's on TikTok, and we've been uh, kidding with Mike about. You know, there's a lot of dancing apparently goes on on TikTok. I'm not a TikTok guy, but apparently there's a lot of dancing going on there. We haven't seen Mike dancing as of yet, uh, but he did promise if he gets, I forget how many he, you know, followers or whatever, he would he would do a little something. And we still owe him a, a Georgia Bulldog helmet. So Mike Farrell, hang on, we're working on it. We'll we'll get you a Georgia. A bulldog helmet. I, I, you know, somewhere, some way, somehow, uh, we'll get you one up there. Also, and finally, uh, and what we're going to cover today, of course, we love Jake from uh, Jake, uh, a former quarterback, University of Georgia. Uh, Jake, a good friend of ours, uh, just a great guy, and we love him. And he's uh, with the Buffalo Bills now. And apparently, an article came out today that the Buffalo Bills are going to have to make a decision. On a backup quarterback, they're not planning to carry three quarterbacks as they did last year, as you might remember it, and people might, you know, know. 
Uh, Jake Fromm was the designated COVID quarterback. He didn't travel with the team. He didn't practice with the team. Uh, Matt Markley, I think, was the uh, backup uh, of, at the, for the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, and, and Jake Fromm, you know, Josh Allen, of course, a fantastic quarterback, a starter. Jake Fromm was the guy who was there in case one of the two quarterbacks got COVID. And so he, he was isolated from the team. But the Buffalo Bills apparently are going to have to make a decision on a backup quarterback. They're either going to take Jake Fromm or veteran Matt Barkley. Uh, let's see. And uh, the, the, the speculation is that it probably will be from, And one of the reasons for that is the fact that Barkley is scheduled to become a free agent on March 17th if he has not been re-signed by the Buffalo Bills by then. So uh, I guess mm. the future for Jake Fromm is, uh, you know, as, as far as the Buffalo Bills is concerned, that, that's going to be uh, pretty well wrapped up pretty soon. Uh, at least by March 17th, if the Bills say, okay, uh, Matt, we appreciate your service, uh, but we're going to let you go. If uh, Barkley is gone, then Fromm will be, uh, you know, the, the backup quarterback for Josh Allen uh, next year. So I don't know. We love Jake, and we want him in the NFL. And uh, who knows? Yeah. You know, totally, we want him to totally be a forget. starter. Yeah, we want him to be a starter. So what do you think about that? It, it, it could be that Jake may be the backup. We'll have to wait and see, right? Yeah, and man, I think that you know Barkley. Uh, you know he's you know USC product. I mean, he's a, you know he's played some football, been a starter in the NFL. Um, you know, I mean, if they don't sign him, I mean, uh, I expect him to be picked up as a backup somewhere else for sure. But it would bode well for Jake um, in a circumstance like that. I mean, of course, you got Josh Allen on the field, and you're never going to see the field and. Unless you, you know, it's a complete total blowout or Josh Allen gets injured or something of that nature. But, uh, I think he would learn a lot more being actually physically around, um, you know, the guys on the sidelines. Um, he was able to, you know, to work with the other court, you know, uh, work with the other coaching staff to deliver the play calls and things of that nature, you know, while he's waiting for his chance. And so I think it would be uh, beneficial for Jake. I mean, I love Jake. Jake, you know, I've taken pictures of Jake since he was in high school. Um, you know, took him at you know, took pictures of him at the University of Georgia. I mean, I, I'm you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. <clears throat> you know, uh, following following him for uh, you know at least four straight years, taking pictures of him and getting to know him a little bit. You know, in that time period, you know, I was very sad when Jake Fromm left. Yeah, and and you know, uh, part, it was like part, you know, because he was he was my favorite player, you know, on that team, and and so I, I have nothing but high hopes for him, and I wish nothing but the best. But I do believe it sounds as if they may not resign Barkley. Um, March seventeenth uh, will be approaching pretty quickly. Um, and if Barkley and 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 the Bills cannot come to an agreement, then that that would open the door for Jake. And, and uh, not that I wish any will on Barkley, but um, I would love to see that happen for Jake. I yeah. think if Jake was did uh, any alternative, I think if Jake gets cut, I think that Jake will be picked up immediately by a team. Yeah, somewhere in out there. there. Uh, speculation so, is, so I think that. But I think, so I'm sorry, I think Jay's future will be okay either way. Yeah. Uh, the speculation is that uh, the Bills probably will keep from, uh, 
uh, that will give them flexibility with their payroll because, you know, they had a good team last year, good record, and uh, made it uh, deep into the playoffs, and they want to load up and try to make a title run for this year. And if they keep from, that probably will give them a little extra flexibility as far as payroll is concerned. They go out and get some guys, and so that's interesting. By the way, from of course, led Georgia to an SEC championship, uh, to the Rose Bowl win that we will never forget, and a national championship uh, appearance in 2017. He was the SEC Freshman of the Year uh, in his freshman year and also was a freshman All-American. He left Athens ranked third on Georgia's all-time passing yards list. <laughs> 5,376 yards behind Aaron Murray and David Green. He ranks first in uh, career completion percentage for Georgia, 64.9%, and is the winningest quarterback in Georgia football history, 24 and 5. So Jake had a great, uh, had a, you know, just a, a, a tremendous career at the University of Georgia. We want to see him shine in the NFL, and I hope he gets a shot at it, uh, certainly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Matthew, I hope you enjoy the Florida sunshine as such as it is. Maybe warmer temperatures tomorrow. Who knows? But uh, it's good to have uh, you, of course, on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a pleasure. I I really enjoyed it today. Hoping, hoping to get some pretty sunshine tomorrow. Um, You know, just down here trying to just breathe for a moment, and then. uh, we're going to get some, try to use the uh, drone, get some videography, yeah. some, um, some, pho- some photos and stuff down here while it's pretty. Tomorrow, um, it's expected to be a beautiful day here. Um, Saturday, got some showers, uh, cloudiness uh, coming, but tomorrow's supposed to be, you know, just a nice day. Um, and so, be a good day to take some photos and just enjoy, um, you know, enjoy the beach. Uh-huh. And, and just man, enjoy that for a couple of days and uh, blessed to be able to come down and do it, and, right. and always look, always look forward to coming back. Uh, you know, to the home state as well. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good talk to you. Be safe, and we'll talk to you after a while. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. All, All right. right. Good deal. All right, Matthew, all on the phone with us. And by the way, as we close our program today, we have a wonderful uh, sponsor, and uh, we really appreciate uh, this guy. And uh, you may not know this, uh, but but let me tell you something: the government. Our government has reopened the health insurance marketplace. Now, you may not have heard that, you know. That's usually something that happens. Uh, Hang on just a minute here. Let me get that thing down. That's usually something that happens, of course, uh, when um, uh, in the the fall of the year. I know our engineer needs to come back because I don't know which button to push. Anyway, uh, that usually is something that happens in the fall of the year. Uh, but uh, it, right now, the government has the health insurance marketplace open again. And uh, so if you want to apply for a new health insurance plan, you have until May 15th to do so. If you want to apply for a new plan or a different plan, maybe you're, you know, your plan you have right now is not good, you don't like it, you want something else, well, you could do it right now through the health insurance exchange. And of course, if you're like me, you know, you get lost in the weeds of this health insurance stuff. Hey, you know, what do I need? Do I need this? Do I need that? How can I find this? It's frustrating. Let me tell you who to call Rat- the Ratliff Agency. You get folks at the Ratliff Agency will help you. If you live in Georgia, you can call 888-689-8311 and uh, call Mike Ratliff. 
I know, I know. Yeah, uh, Mike Randliff at the Randliff Agency, and uh, talk to Mike, and uh, he'll he'll get all of your information. He'll talk to you about what you want, what you need, and then he'll uh, he'll do his very best to find the right policy plan for you. So, the Randliff Agency again. It's eight 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 six eight nine eight three. One one, uh, give him a call and he'll help you out. All right, we're going to wrap up our program for today. Thank you for being with us today. Paul Shots Photography, featuring the work of award-winning photographer and Georgia football lover Matthew Hall, is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. While Matthew is at home on the sidelines of Sanford Stadium taking beautiful action shots of another Bulldog victory, he also specializes in other types of photography, including landscapes, portraits, weddings, and promotional photos to help promote your business or your special cause. Matthew is also a trained videographer and he loves capturing those always exciting high-in-the-sky drone shots. Matthew has been the camp photographer for various football camps, including those featuring Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and other Bulldog greats. You can check out Matthew's work on Facebook at Hall Shots Photo and on Instagram at Hall Shots Photography. You can contact Matthew at Hall Shots Photography at gmail.com. That's Hall Shots Photography at gmail.com. Matthew has a camera, and he'll travel to get that right shot for you. Contact him today. Happy Sewing and Quilting is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. Happy Sewing and Quilting offers custom and professionally made items that will help you show your bulldog pride. How about a custom and professionally made 100% cotton face mask featuring beautiful bulldog fabric? Of course, everyone in your family will need more than one. And just like the bulldogs on game day, Happy Sewing and Quilting can and will deliver. From custom-made face masks to baby bibs to tote bags and more, Happy Sewing and Quilting will help you get ready for game day or any day you want to let the world know you love the Georgia Bulldogs. If you're interested in items featuring the colors and logos of other teams, or if you're interested in non-sports-related items that meet your taste and show off your style, Happy Sewing and Quilting will be more than happy to help you. For more information, you can contact Happy Sewing and Quilting at ahall1921 at hotmail.com. That's A-H-A-L-L-1921 at hotmail.com. Contact them today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.